Developing mental strength to deal with bullies is an essential skill for anyone. Today we meet with an expert to talk about how we can improve this skill after I hit this music. Today we are joined by Naomi Riley, a motivational speaker and founder of Text Pledge. She will share her experience of being a target of bullying and how she was able to overcome it and will share tips on changing your mindset when you feel at your lowest. Naomi, thanks for coming on today. Thanks for having me. Tell us a little bit about your background and how you got into like this mental health space. Yeah, you know, I think I was always in the mental health space. As we <laughs> grow and develop, we kind of get there, right? Like we have to learn all of these things and the English language and growing up. And we kind of have all of these little things that we have to develop and get through mentally. And that is part of our mental health. But just to give you an idea, I was a child that was diagnosed with an illness at the age of seven. They thought my doctors had thought that I developed it when I was three years old. So I grew up with something called juvenile rheumatoid arthritis. And for adults that get arthritis, you know, it's a swelling of the joints and Um, It can really affect your joints as you get older. But when you're a child and you're growing and it affects your joints, you can have growth deformities because the joints are not able to grow. So being, you know, young and having to deal with that, you know, I went through a lot of sicknesses. And back in my day, not to age myself at all, but uh, back in my day, uh, they didn't really have a lot of uh, regimens, medical regimens for what I was dealing with. And so they put me on aspirin and and some other types of remedies that weren't really satisfying and it weren't they weren't really helping me. And so my my mental health was really affected early on. And you know, I as I grew older, I started to get those growth deformities. I got them in my hands and my uh leg, not not too bad to where it was Super noticeable where I was the kid with the big How disability. Much older, like when you got older, like of like were you 10 years old, 12 years old, an adult? When when did you start noticing that? Yeah. So I wasn't diagnosed until I was seven. I had a, my first surgery, exploratory surgery, so they could see what was going on at, at around seven years old. So I would say my growth deformity started about nine or ten years old. Now, as I got older and was a teenager, they kind of became significant. You know, in my high school days, I remember, you know, just really being sore and my joints hurting so bad. And I would remember walking with a a limp in the hallway and I, I would have kids come up and like walk in front of me and like they would walk like me because I would walk with a little limp. My, you know, my leg, one leg is shorter than another, not by much, but enough to where I might limp when I'm sore. Now, now being an adult, you can't, you can't notice it. But when I was growing, you could notice it. And so I was bullied by these kids that had no idea what was going on with me. And they just chose to, you know, demean me and degrade me for the way that I walked and what I was dealing with. So mentally, that was a huge challenge. How long did that bullying last for? Oh, my gosh. Um, Well, it lasted for my whole high school career, 
because this individual, I had the uh, pleasure of going to elementary school with him, <laughs> junior high, and then high school. And so, you know, he didn't live, he lived not too far away from me. Um, and I was able to confront him not too long ago. And, you know, I was just like, you know, you weren't that great. You were not a cool guy to be around. And, you know, he apologized left and right. And, you know, he's like, I'm an adult now. And, you know, it, but they don't understand, you know, especially with uh, parents that have kids growing through it right now. It was really, really difficult for me to internalize it and then not have a, a person that I could talk to about it because I felt like I was in my own little island, yeah. right? And so for you parents out there that have kids that have disabilities or um, struggles that you have not had, you know, I just, I want to plead with you just to be patient with your kid and, you know, create that space, that open trust with them where they can come and talk to you and just let you know. Let them know that you're there to just be in their corner because I think it's really important that kids know they have somebody in their corner. They've got someone rooting them on, you know, and, um, you know, for me, my biggest uh, advocate was my dad and he would always, you know, I would I would be so mad and and I, I'm a faithful person. So I would be angry and upset at God because like, why would I have to have had this, you know, why would a God create someone like me and, and, and give me this awful illness. Right. And so my dad would come and pray with me and, and that really didn't help uh, get me through a lot of my time, but, you know, confronting the bullies, uh, it's very, very difficult. It's a challenging time for our kids. I mean, I just know what I went through you know, a long time ago, and, and I know what my own kids have gone through, and it seems like it's doubling and getting yeah. worse as we move forward. Did, did that one, did that one <laughs> kid in your school, did he ruin a bunch of friendships for you? Yeah, you know, we were never part of the same friend groups. He was always the one that would just, like, make fun of me when I was by myself, or I don't know. It was just a really weird kind of bullying so I didn't have to deal with that, that uh, segregation where they kind of gang yeah. up. I did not have to deal with that. But I, I dealt with it more on a mental, on a mental level than anything. And I think that even when you're segregated from various friends and, you know, like one comes in and, and says, hey, I'm better than you and you shouldn't be hanging out with us because of this, that or the other. You know, I, I always, you know, tell kids, remember that it's not you that's the problem, it's yep. them. And if their friends tend to go with them, then, you know, that's that's on them. It's not you. Just stay true to who you are. So I would love to share with you some mental health tips to kind of keep your kids strong in, uh, in this year, um, kind of as we are going through this. 2024 and we're seeing a lot of uh you know strife in our in our world right now and I think it's really important that we show kids the way to keep our health keep our mental health in check all right Naomi my first question if my child doesn't have any confidence what's a good way to help sure. show my child their strength and weaknesses yes it's so important that you uplift your child every day as much as you can, right? 
you want to show them how much, I'm sorry about that, um, how much um, they're valued and loved by you, right? Um, so the one thing that you can do is really hone in on what their attributes are. Like, do they love to read? Do they love sports? Do they love the arts? What are they really, really good at? And then help foster that. You know, um, as children grow up, they they are curious about so many different things, right? And we just need to really keep focusing in on the things that they're good at. Never like if they do something wrong, yeah, show, show them that was wrong. But, you know, we always have to like encourage a better behavior. Yeah. How do we, so it's great when it comes from a parent. How do we get that to translate into the school environment? Because a lot of kids, a lot of kids, you know, when you, when, when you, an adult tells a kid, hey, you're not dumb, Johnny. That's great from a parent, but it really means a lot more coming it from another peer. Is, I mean, could I go talk to, would it be wise to maybe talk to their friends or their parents? Say, hey, can your child help my child become more confident? Or is that too embarrassing to, to have a conversation with somebody else? I think that 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 would probably really be a difficult one for unless it was something that was um, more like, hey, you know, um, let's just use his name, Jimmy. He could, you know, really value from some of the things that you're doing. I see you're an A student, a football player. You just really you show good, a good example of how you know, students lead their way or need need to be leading the way. Because you want to make sure your kids are hanging out with the right ones, right? Yeah, right. The, not the naughty ones. So I would maybe approach it like that and say, hey, you know, Jimmy could use a couple extra good examples. Would you mind like, you know, just hanging out with him at lunch once in a while or just, you know, checking in with him, see how he's doing? I wouldn't approach it like oh he could use some more friends or oh you know because you never want that to go back to him or spiral out of control like oh his dad said this and his dad you know like you never want that to happen because it can always get worse yeah you don't want that yes (laughs) yeah right that that makes it worse for them for sure (laughs) when you have a child in that bad mindset like i'm dumb i'm stupid Mm -hmm. what else can we do Besides, you know, reinforcing their positives. Mm-hmm. That's great. But sometimes they're going to get sick and tired of hearing the same thing. What else can I do with my child yeah. to help that out? One of the best things you can do is help them learn about mindset and getting their mindset right. Because once we help them figure out their mindset, then it really can start opening up the doors for them. One thing that I teach um, every day or every time that I'm out talking, one of the most important things that you can do in your life is practice gratitude. Every single morning, spend two to five minutes. And I've, I've told my own kids this, you know, everyone that I know, spend two to five minutes saying the things that you're grateful for. It's going to change your mind and, and it's going to cultivate a really positive uh mentality for the rest of your day. You know, I always say, you know, be thankful for the things that you have, because some of the things that you have is are things that someone else is praying for. You have, you have a, a roof over your head, you have meals, 
You have shelter. Those are things that some others are praying for. And, um, you know, you know, we're seeing starvation now. We're seeing um, the border crossing. We're seeing all of these, you know, people come across from the border. They're looking for homes. They're looking for a new life. You know, those are things that we need to be grateful for because we are not in their situation. As long as we teach our kids that that mentality, if you focus on the things that you have right now and you're, you show gratitude in the morning, say, you know, just close your eyes and be like, okay, I am thankful for this. I am thankful for this. I am thankful for that. It's going to start opening their mind and just not being so negative, right? Yeah. They're going to be like, oh, yeah. Okay, this is good. <laughs> is is there a fun way to teach gratitude to kids? Because sometimes I feel like that could be boring. Um, I work with kids every day. And sometimes yeah. you got to come up with new ways to get into their heads. Because a lot of kids like to say, I don't know how to do that. I'm not good at that. And their brain yeah. doesn't know if they're serious or not. So any ideas on a fun way to teach gratitude so kids can get that habit going? They'll be like, oh, my mom said I got to think of something good today. Or what? You know. <laughs> So, um, what if you don't mind my ask? What grade level do you work with? So I teach martial arts. So oh, okay. I, I own I own a, a school called Kato Karate, and I work Love with it. kids all ages. Okay, so here's a good thing you can you can be like, okay, I want to hear something good that happened to you this week, and they usually come and they're like, oh, I did this, I did that, I did this, and you know that right there. If you can go around in a circle, you can just be like, okay, so you did this. Are you grateful for that? They'll be like, well, yeah. Do you want to do that again? Well, yeah. Okay, that's one thing that we're grateful for, right? Yep. <laughs> so you kind of make it in a game. Like, what things would you like to be grateful for next week? Tell me some things that you are inspiring to do. You know, that actually in turn will help them set goals for yeah. themselves so that they can be held accountable to reach those goals. Yeah, I like that. I can yeah. see me asking that question in class and nobody will raise their hand. They're just going to blurt out the answers. <laughs> so another thing we can do is just help kids focus on the present, right? One of the things I recommend is that we make lists, you know, like I was just talking about how we say, well, what would you like to um, be grateful for next week, you know, so that they're kind of setting those goals. So if one of them says, well, I would really like to go to, you know, amusement park or, or I want to go to a, a theater, or wherever it yeah. is, right? So if they say something that's so off the wall, you say to them, okay, well, what are the steps that we need to do to get there? Like they, like I could just see if you did this, this week, I could see them, oh, I want to go to the Super Bowl where everybody else is going. <laughs> like where their tickets are $10,000 and up, right? Yeah, right. Okay, yeah. so let's hone that back. <laughs> what are the steps that we would need to do to get to that Super Bowl? We always know that it takes time and effort to get there. And you being a karate instructor know that it takes a lot of time and discipline to actually be a master at it. So I'm doing all this. I've opened mind. I've. I know how to handle yep. setbacks. I feel confident. But then there's just this one bully that found my weak spot. How can I address that bully effectively? There's a few ways that you could go around it. First of all, if the bully is aggressive and mean and you feel threatened, always go to an adult or some 
trusted professional where you feel if that if this is a threatening situation, go to a go to an adult for guidance. So there's a few ways to deal with a bully. One is uh, kill them with kindness. <laughs> so one of the things that makes bullies the most upset is really being kind. So if this bully comes up to him or her, whatever, and just like, give me this, give me that. I need this. I don't want to hang out with you unless you do this. You know, if it's within your means, be like, oh, sure. Hey, you can have that. No big deal. I hope you have a great day. You know, something like that. That'll just really, you know, kind of just be like, wait, what? (laughs) But if the bully is, you know, touching you or, you know, doing things that is not appropriate, go to an adult. And here's another one. If you're in a friend group and this bully will not leave you alone in the friend group, make sure that you are going to uh, a trusted adult because it can only sometimes get worse. But if you want to remove yourself from that and you just don't want to associate with that person and they try to kind of just come after you, let them know like, hey, you know what? I'm not partaking in this anymore. I've chosen to take a different route and I think you need to too. You know, I that's one of the easiest ways to do it. Just avoid them um, as best as you can. So Naomi, what strategies can I do to avoid these bullying situations? So maybe they won't go looking for my weak spot. Yeah. So just be really confident in who you are. Look for your interests. What interests do you as a student? What interests do you have? What are the things that you know you're good at? And if, and students, this is not scrolling on your phone or playing a video game. It's actually finding something that your brain can really work on to be that better person, right? Because yes, the phone time and the game time and all of that's really great, but you're not really working on your brain and you're not really working on the things that you need to be doing to kind of get to your next uh, destination on where you want to go in life. So our our job as adults is to help you grow and develop it to become Wonderful humans, wonderful people, wonderful adults when you enter into the adult world, right? So um, focus, have your student focus on things that you know that they're going to need and work towards as they become adults, right? Uh, You know, one of the things is is keeping a list of things that they have to do daily, uh, daily chores or helping to take care of the animals, uh, you know, just little things that can help move the needle, even finances, right? We all have uh, our finances we have to work on after when we're adults. Well, a lot of kids don't even know that because they've had mom and dad help them up until through college. And then they're like, oh my gosh, I've got all these things. And, you know, so um, it's just helping them like see like, okay, I'm going to have to do this when I enter into adulthood. I'm going to have to do this. So, you know, just avoid avoiding the bullies is always going to be difficult but just look for the things that you're good at and then kind of look towards getting involved in things like that and speaking of avoiding the (laughs) bullies how can we teach our kids about self-compassion forgiveness because like like with your bully you know obviously he apologizes Mm -hmm. now but how can i teach my kid to forgive that bully even though they're making their life hell 
Yeah. So that is one that's really, really tough because even myself, I didn't forgive this belief for a long time. I was super upset. But one thing you have to remember that it's not you, it's the bully. It's never you. For a long time, I had a a self-esteem issue and I never thought I was good enough. And I never thought that I could just compare to, you know, some some kids that didn't have what I had, right? Like I never felt normal. And so it took a lot of time and I guess mental strength to kind of get to that point where I was just like, no, I am who I am and this is what it is. And I'm going to get through it the best that I can. And, but I know who I am now and I know what beliefs and values I have, right? So as, as long as you can, Make sure that your students are loved, they're cared for. Yeah, tough love, it works, but there's always another way. You know, if they're dealing with a bully situation that you can see is really tearing them apart, talk to them. Just be like, hey, I'm in your corner. Let's figure this out together. You don't need to deal with this jerk by yourself. Exactly. (laughs) I'm like, when I was a kid, I never told my parents about my bullying situation because one, it's embarrassing. Yeah. But anyways, Naomi, if they, first of all, thank you so much for coming on my podcast. You gave us a lot of great advice. But mm-hmm. if people want to get a hold of you to ask more questions, how can they do that? Sure. So I'm the founder of the Text Pledge Project. You can go to textpledge.us. We're a 10-in-1 smart pledge for students. We take them through everything from distracted driving to acts of violence with or without guns and weapons discrimination, bullying, and cyberbullying is another topic. And then um, we ask them to raise their mental health and protect the environment and actually watch out for animal rights. So we have uh, about five or six books for every single grade level. And um, each grade level does have a mental health book. So I really encourage you to go to our website and learn about it. Under the educator resources, you can download any of our books. And just learn about who Text Pledge is and and how you can get involved. I think, I think now our app is downloadable since we're recording it yeah. now. <laughs> um, it's not going to be downloadable until tomorrow. But um, we're very excited about that. But you can get all of the nation's 800 crisis lines. If you're oh, wow. ever in a state of crisis, you'll be able to go to you know our app and pull up all the crisis lines that you're ever going to need when you're in crisis. What's the name of your website? And what's the name of your app? Sure. It's, yep. Uh, it will, it's textpledge.us and then textpledge app. And I will put this information in the show notes as well. And then if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll see it on your screen. Naomi, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you so much for having me. And for myself, you can always find us at our very own website, which is www.breakingbullying.com. You can also reach out to us at our email address. If you have a story of your own bullying to share, or for whatever reason you want to get a hold of us, our email address is breakbullyinghere at gmail.com. Now, if you're a victim of bullying and you don't know where to turn, there is online resources to help you. The first is the government's very own anti-bullying website, and the address is www.stopbullying.gov. And other online resource is www.pacer.org backslash 
bullying. Now, if you have had thoughts of suicide or of self-harm, we implore you to stop. Reach out to the National Suicide Hotline. That number is very simple. It's 988. I'm Tim Flynn, and thank you for listening. And we will be back next week to continue the conversation to break the silence on bullying.